Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, plead the blood of Christ. I've been talking to you about this message for at least a week. God, it's um, took me by storm, and Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would uh, put me behind the cross, uh, put away all of my insecurities, and take me out of this message, Lord. Let it be said that you get out of it what you need, and I pray, Father, for the hearers, that they would hear it. God, thank you again for your book and the stories in your book. Thank you just didn't leave us here with a rainbow. You gave us your words. You gave us the Holy Spirit. And as that song, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Father, that was a wonderful day 42 years ago. So thank you for that. So be with us today and bless this service and get what you want out of it. Father, I ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, good morning and amen. Um, if you want to go ahead and turn your book to Esther, in your books to Esther, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, that's where we'll start. We're going to be in Esther most, of, most this morning, but I will jump around a little bit, so keep your tabs in Esther. We'll start and end in Esther. But first, I got a story. <laughs> and it's PG, amen for that. It's actually G. Um, when I was a little boy, I... My mom and dad got divorced, and we lived in this place that wasn't so pretty. And my mom saved up a bunch of money for us to go back to Illinois to be with my grandma and my grandfather. And how we got there is we went by rail because we didn't have a car, and, and she, um, we saved enough money, and so we went to Shoshone, Idaho, and got on a train and went through Chicago and St. Louis to East Alton. We got there, I think it took two and a half to three days. And uh, when I got there, there's my grandma, and she had ham, she had baked goods, she had food that I've never experienced. That, I mean, she was a cook, and she overcooked everything, and we ate and gorged, and we were there the first day, and we were there the second day. Well, my grandmother was a 100-pound grandmother, and she was a lady. And uh, I was raised, <laughs> I hate to say it, like a bobcat. Had long hair, had no manners. I was the kid you didn't want your family's kid to hang out with. And uh, when I got there, my grandmother said to me, she said, Kendall, if you don't quit saying the things you say, and believe me, that's the X version, um, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> like nobody ever told me anything. I didn't care. I didn't believe her because she's only 100 pounds. Now, I was probably the gripe old age of 10 years old or something back then. But it happened again the next day. She said, I told you. So this 100-pound lady grabbed this bobcat by the hair. And I don't know if you know what lava soap is, <laughs> if you remember what lava soap is. That woman, and they didn't have a tub, a, a, a tub they had a wash, wash bath. And so she got me in there, and she got the water and got the soap, and I mean, she got to going. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. I just remember, oh my gosh. This is real stuff, man, you know? They'd put you in prison for that today. And that, well, that lady got my head and wiped my mouth out with soap and did it again, and, and she was getting into it, man, and I deserved every bit of it. Today, that's one of the things I remember in my youth, that some lady took the time and the effort to correct someone she loved it was like yesterday, the smell of lava soap. <laughs> you need to go buy a bar. So that's how I got this message. Message means something to me. So 
Esther 1. It'll get a little dark and serious here for a bit, but there's a good ending, so bear with me, please. And now it came to pass in the days of Azaharis, this is Azaharis who reigned over India, even of Ethiopia, over the 107 and 20 provinces. In those days when King Azaharis sat on the throne of the kingdom which was in Shushan the palace, in the third year of the reign he made a feast to all his princes and his servants. And the power of Persia and the Medes and the nobles and the princes and the provinces beginning before him. That means they were all there, and there were a bunch of them. When he showed them, verse 4, the riches of his glory and his kingdom and his honor and his excellent majesty, many days, even as a hundred and fourscore days, 180 days is what this went on with. And the kings back there were very narcissistic people. But remember, these kings back there had the power of life and death. You, you, it's not like today. They had the power to kill you or imprison you, or hurt your family. In verse 5, In these days were expired, the king made a feast unto all the people, and presented the Shushan the palace before the great and small, seven days in the court of his garden, the king's palace. The king had great wealth, he had this, this great dinner, his great feast, he had great power, and he, he was just feared, and everybody wanted to be there because they wanted big grace in his sight, because even if he didn't like the way you look, he could put you in prison. This man was just untouchable. In verse 9, Esther 1, 9. And Vashti, the queen, made a feast for the women in the royal house, which, here's key word, with belonging to the king Azaharis. This king did not need a queen to compete with him. So he told the chamberlains, he says, hey, seven of them, go get the queen Vashti and bring her to me. In Esther 1, 11. To bring Vashti, the queen, before the king with the crown royal, to show the people and the princes her beauty, for she was fair to look upon. But Queen Vashti refused and came to come at the king's commandments by the chamberlains. Therefore was the king very wroth, and his anger burned in him. This is uh, the start of feminism. She didn't like what he said or how he said it. And so... Remember, though, he was the king. This was a king. It isn't like today. She didn't like what he said or how he said it, and she's going to have a party on her own, and she's going to do what she wants. And Esther 1.16, and Menuchan answered before the king and the princes, Vashti the queen hath not done wrath to the king only, but also to all the princes and to all the people that are in the providences of King Azaharis. It was a power struggle, and she was really trying to get her people against the king's people. See, that doesn't work in those days. Verse 17, For this deed of the queen shall come abroad to all women, so they shall despise their husbands in their eyes. Then it shall be reported to King Azaharis, commanded vastly the queen be brought before him, but she came not. The queen didn't do what he said, didn't do what she said. And they said, hey, if you don't do something, we're in big trouble. Our wives are going to rebel against us because they want to be like the queen, just like we want to be like you. Now, just remember, this was a pagan society. This wasn't a Christian society. Verse 19, if it please the king, let her go a royal commandment from him 
and let to be written among the law of the Persians and of the Medes, that it not be altered, that Vashti come no more before the king Ahasuerus, and let the king give her a royal estate unto another that is better than she. It's amazing this book was this was written 2,500 years ago. Rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. And as we learn in here, we're going to talk about the two queens. This is a message about the two queens. And it's uh, take what you want out of it. But look at verse 20, Esther 1.20. And when the king decreed that he shall make be published throughout his empire, for it is great that all the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both small and great, 127 providences, and that's a lot. And no, I am not preaching this message, so my wife will obey me better. Has nothing to do with it. Verse 21, and saying, please, king and the princes, and said, pleasing the king and the princes, that the king did according to the words of Menachem. Verse 22, and he sent letters unto the kingdom of the provinces and all the provinces, according to it is written thereof. And every people after their language, and every man should bear his own house, that he should be published according to his language of every people. God said, hey, this is the way it is to every people, every language, every tongue, and this is 127 provinces, and it's going out through all the land. Because when you got a letter from the king, you read it. Now, jump into today's society real quick. It's said that women talk 66% more than men. Now, I know there are a few chatty men, but on handshaking time, I look down, and boy, I see them women just to go, <laughs> that's fine, because that's why we love you. But women talk 66% more than men, and there is evidently more women in the world than men. I looked up the statistics. I didn't think it's, I thought it was that close, but we must assume in life that most what's being said is being said by women. Is that not logistically correct? Thank you for agreeing with me. Amen, pastor. Preach it. All the husbands are going, man, I ain't saying a word. I'm not going to amen that guy today at all. Honey, let's get up and leave. I, th I think he's a little fat, don't you? And he's awful loud. And we never liked Germans to start with, with an English background. Thank you for amening my message. Uh, turning your Bibles to 1 Timothy 3.15. We'll turn to a few verses and jump back into Esther. But it says in Matthew, it says, But I say unto you, every idle word that men shall speak, and women, shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. And I'm going to throw this uh, verse out to protect myself. Because if you think I want to preach on this, you've got to be kidding. I'd rather preach about rainbows or something, something neat. But it says this, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, profitable to doctrine, reproof, construction, construction, correction, and instruction in righteousness. Believe me. And it also says, but we'll get to Timothy here in a minute. For we shall hear about them that walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but as busybodies. 1 Timothy 5.13, it says this. 1 Timothy 5.13, I'm sorry. I'm just assumed by everybody's eyes staring at me at this point. What's he going to say next? It says in 1 Timothy 5.13, it says, And with all they have learned to be idle, wandering about from house to house, not only idle, but tattlers, also and busybodies, speaking of things that they ought not. 
I'm not going to go down this rabbit trail, but it says from house to house, your social media account as a woman or as a man, what you say out there represents who you are. And you and I and they bring all this stuff to me, but I don't throw pearls to the swine and not answer a fool to his folly. Brother Doty, you need to say that or you need to say that. Just giving an answer is wrong. Let them say what they want to say about their upbringing, their, their moms, their families, and say, oh, it was wrong, but it was right. Now, turn your Bibles to 1 Peter 4.15. And after this, we'll get back to some niceness. 1 Peter 4.15. And I want to make this point. talks about going from household to household. How is that? Well, I'm telling you right now, if you're a, a social uh, person, and, want, and I'm not saying anything wrong, have social media. Just don't let your old man get a hold of the keyboard. Keep the old man away from the keyboard. If you're going to swear and cuss and talk bad about people and think that you're the only good person or the only abused person on this world, stay off it. Let the new man get on there. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Yeah, yeah. Just like what that lady was saying. Man, she's a good singer. I'm not going to scream and yell, but it made me excited. Man, that was a good voice. Ah. And in heaven, it's going to be better, much better. As good as it was here. 1 Timothy. No, 1 Peter 4.15. 1 Peter 4.15, it says this. But let none of you suffer as a murderer. I hope there's no murderers in here. Or as a thief, I hope there's no thieves in here. Or as an evildoer, I hope there's no evildoers in here. Or as a busybody in other men's matters. That's why the king of Persia and all the guys came to the king and said, Hey, we have to fix this. We don't have Facebook now. It's not invented. You need to set this straight, king. And these were pagans. They were pagans. Set it straight. Go out to the country. And Hebrews says, obey them that have rule over you. I've never seen such a society that doesn't a rule-breaking society anymore. So if it try to please, have one mind, one rest, a message to get better. Vashti tried to turn all the women against the king. Really didn't work. God set up the family. God set up the book, not me. He set these things up, and uh, this is the way it's supposed to run. And to be honest with you, ladies, I don't want to be the man. I don't want to be the heavy. I don't want to be the breadwinner. I don't want to have to whip the kids when I come home. I don't want to be the guy that says, we're throwing that out because it's ungodly. I don't want to be that guy. And I bet your husband doesn't either. That's why a lot of husbands let the wives be the boss, which is wrong in itself. So that was Vashti, the queen, the bad queen. The camera thought she's so beautiful. After 10 minutes in the mirrors, ladies, it's done. <laughs> You're not going to make it any better. My wife says, give me five minutes. I said, okay. And five minutes, she's out. Because what are you going to do? Turn on ABBA or some music and bounce around like you're 20 years old? Ain't going to make you any cuter. Put a little on and get out the door. Husband's going to love you the same no matter what you put on. And then when he kisses you, you have to take a rag to wipe off the, mix, the, 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 the makeup. That's no fun either. Plus you've got to dry clean your clothes. It's economically not to use too much of it stuff. Anyway, talking about ladies. 
Go back to Esther. It's going to get more better at this point. Esther. Esther 2.17. And there was another queen. Another queen. And I've wanted to say this for a long time, but, you know, you think about these things, and God says, you're going to do this. And I said, I want to. He says, well, I'll be with you. I said, you hope you are, because they're not going to like me after this. He says, that's okay. Esther, 2.17. And the king loved Esther above all the women. She obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Man, I'm going to say to you right now, it doesn't matter what you look like. It matters what's inside. I mean, most of us guys are lucky to be married because we usually gain a little weight. We don't care. We're crude. We're not great to live with. The women are the graceful ones. And I'm going to say this before I go any further. Last time I checked, the woman is, and I've said this before, is the latest model. It's a better model than a man. They can do more things than a man, but they're not a man. But she approached the king right. She put her life in danger. He asked her up to half the kingdom I will give you, and she didn't do it for herself. A lot of women, well, yeah, I need this or that. She didn't think of herself. She stood, this lady, stood against evil in her way that she could, and she saved thousands of lives because she was a good queen. Esther 8.16. She was a good queen. And the Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor because of the good queen. When I come to my grandmother's house, she didn't say, cut that boy's hair, look at his clothes. We were poor. We didn't know. She loved me. She fed me. She was nice to me. But there was a point where she said, you're not going to act like that in my house, cowboy. And she took care of it. Esther 8, 17. In every providence, in every city, Whatsoever the king commanded in his decree came. And the Jews had joy and gladness and feast the good, de- the good days. And many of the people of the land became Jews, for they feared the Jews upon them. She did right, and God blessed. She did right, and God blessed. If you're a lady, and we're going to talk about ladies here in a minute. If you do right, God will bless Esther 9.14. But here's where the other hand of it in Esther 9.14. This is the last dark part of the message. And the king commanded it to be done, and the decree was given to Shushan, at Shushan, that he hanged Haman's ten sons because of a bad queen. I just wonder how close Vashti and Haman were. But the sad part about that is his ten sons were hung. His ten sons were hung only because... A lady, seeing the wrong, put her place in the way of wrong, and just being this little old lady or whatever she was. And I don't think of little old ladies as old. I think a lady is a lady. But a lady has power, and a lady has strength. I'm going to jump a part of this. There was a, a lady in my office a little while ago and with her husband, and, and we were talking about it, and she was the more spiritual one. She was the more uh, godly one, and she had everything going for her. And she didn't think she could fix it. And I said, listen, I appealed to her and I said, ma'am, you are a lady. 
And I started telling her what a lady is and what a lady can do and how powerful she really was. And because she was, what can I do to fix this? I had to remind her, she's a lady. You can say what you want and it'll never change in life. You have men and women and you have men that age and men are good men and you have ladies. And it's not talking about age. I'm talking about a lady. I'm talking about a lady. I'm going to say this. I've been around a lot, and uh, it's not popular to be a lady out there, but is that what you're doing it for? I've got plenty of time. I want to talk about this, change the modem here for a second. In the game of chess, the queen is the most powerful piece on the board, those who play chess. For her mobility, the queen has the queen has the widest spread of activity on the board. She is the most feared on the board. And let's just be honest: women are more active than men. I came home, and my wife was out in the garage doing her scrapbook stuff because we have roommates who we had to change it out there and doing stuff that, for me, makes no godly sense why you would do something like that to organize something like that for later use i just put it in a pile and we'll get to it when we get to it but oh i'm not a woman no no it's got to have a space and a place and a purpose and here it is now wait i know and she'll move my phone to my wallet and put it over here go i like it here well it belongs here okay you were must have been reading mine it belongs there they're active they're movers and you need to thank God for it. Last thing you want to do is get a woman mad. Well, anyway, the queen is most feared. Last thing you want to do is get a woman mad because one thing, a sandwich does not fix a mad woman. <laughs> I don't really know what fixes a mad woman. But when you get a guy mad, you put a plate of food in front of him, he forgives everybody. <laughs> What were we mad about anyway? Let's just dine. Yeah, let's just dine and have a good time. Hey, sit in my chair, watch my favorite football game. Life's good. Well, that's not the way a woman handles things. And we think, why can't you be more like a man? Well, your house would be in shambles, guys. It'd be in shambles. Your place would be a disaster area. That's why she's not like you or me. But a sandwich doesn't fix her when she's mad. And a queen is the most feared piece on the board. Because she's always a moving. And a queen cannot oppose the king without the help of others. A queen cannot oppose a king without the help of others. We must be careful what we say and who we say it to. Because here's the deal. Many pawns have died for no reason. You think it through for a minute. Many pawns have died for no reason because of what a queen wanted to do or what a queen wanted to conquer or what a queen wanted to be. Those little pawns suffer. The queen is the most important piece to the, queen, to the king. The, king, the queen can protect the king better than all the pieces because the queen knows the king. The queen can protect the king because the queen knows the king and she's the most powerful and she's his protection. 
She's her protection. Hold on just a minute. I'm going to go there. Proverbs. If I can find the book of Proverbs up here. Proverbs 30. Proverbs 30. Where's it at? Here it is. Proverbs 30. 31. Proverbs 30. Well, well, let me show you where Avashti is here. Look at Proverbs 30, verse 20. Check that verse out. wonder who that's talking about, Vashti or Esther. Such is an adulterous woman that eateth and wipeth her mouth and says she had done no wickedness. Look over to Proverbs 31, 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. Her heart and her husband does safely distrust in her, and she shall have no spoil, need of spoil. She will do him good, not evil, all the days of her life. Go over to verse 26. She opens her mouth with, the, with wisdom and the tongue of law of kindness. She looketh well to her household and need, need not the bread of idleness. A queen is extremely important to the king. The king is the most important piece on the board, though. For the husband is the head of the wife. A lot of women don't like that. They don't like, I don't like that, but someone's got to be in charge. Well, I think we should both be in charge. Well, just prove it in this book that's changed your life and tell me. I see so many lives and people's lives where they're both in charge and it usually does not end well. That's what Satan wanted to do, have dual, dual uh, partnership with God. He said, ain't happening, cowboy. Kicked him out. So I'm going to make a family and put a man in charge. And yeah, sometimes we're a buffoon. And some, yeah, sometimes we do stupid stuff. But the man is in charge. And there's got to be a king in charge. But oh, lest a king should take any praise or glory of himself, he would look to his queen and say, it's because of her that I have anything. The king is the most vulnerable piece on the board. Let's face it, women have skills, men do not. And they have skills they can either use for good or bad. And I can tell you story upon story upon story, but it does not, time will not allow me to do so, to prove that point. God put a sense into a woman that a man does not have, especially about danger and badness. The goal is to put the king into checkmate. Why? Because he's the head. And the pawns can be helpful to save the king. But remember this, everybody's a pawn. And we must be careful by just, when you play the game of chess, you will sacrifice pawns to get to the king. You will put your pawns out there and sacrifice them so you can have more movability throughout the board. Pawns matter in life. The king is put there, when the king is put into check, everything, the game is over. And that's what Satan's been doing to God and so he's doing to the church and the mankind. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, powers, rule of the darkness. It is, there's always something going on spiritually. Like right now, ooh, there's something going on spiritually. Uh, I'll, t I'll say this about my mom and my stepdad. My mom would always gripe about my stepdad having to eat his soup. Eat his soup. Eating his soup. Well, when my stepdad died, about a month later, she started crying. I would, I'm so sorry I would eat his soup. I'm just, yeah, it's not so great that he's gone, right? Because they're both gone, I can tell you that story. 
Oh, she's all sorry. She was so mean to him and she would ate his soup. You take him out of there, his soup's not a big deal. You take the king out of a program and everything stops. And the pawns are extremely vulnerable. A lot of times, to be honest, pawns are safe because there is a king. Thank God my grandmother was a strong enough lady to take this little rascal and wipe his, wash his mouth out with soap. The highest and the greatest compliment to a woman is a lady. And I'm honestly, I think this high of ladies. In the judgment seat, there might be a separate line for ladies above us. Because to be a lady is not easy. Especially in this world. You go see people and how they act. They want nothing to do with being a lady. They want to be themselves and they're devilish and they're ungodly. Because all a lady's done is good. Ladies do not deserve this. And I've noticed this in the church, by the way. Do not need to be bullied, talked down to, dismissed, not heard or forgotten. I'm going to say it one more time. Ladies do not need to be bullied, talked down to, dismissed, not heard, or forgotten. Every lady you see has a story of how when she was young and what she did for her family and her husband, whether she worked or not, and this isn't about working wives, whether she worked or not, and she was a lady, and she went to work, or she took care of her husband and her kids, and she did right and she has all these stories, and people look at her like she's a buffoon because she's not tacky. You know what you people deserve when you say that? A slug in the face. I'm not kidding. That's what you deserve. You snot-nosed little wimp would say that to a lady that has more character in her than you probably will ever have. Amen, brother. God, that's good preaching, man. Thank you. Thank you for setting it straight on that. The arrogance of the youth through these things means nothing. Just absolutely means nothing. And you're held hostage. If something goes wrong with your computer, well, will you guys come over and fix my computer again? Well, I gave you 100 bucks. Okay. And it took him five minutes. Here's 100 bucks. Okay. You made 100 bucks in five minutes. Where do you make that kind of money? And you browbeated your family because you think you're so smart. Well, if that grandmother or that mother and that lady never did her part, you wouldn't have went to school. You wouldn't have learned. You would have ended up like a crazy man like I was. Ladies, husbands, if you have a wife that is a lady, you should fall down on your knees and praise her. That's what the Bible says to do. Well, we can Bible bash our wives and, our, and the ladies and their grandmothers around here. What comes to us men... See, you know what I've noticed? Out in society, a man can put on a polo shirt with his belly and walk around like normal, right? And he can dress sort of cool. But a lady has a hard time with that. Because girls like this cool thing way up there, and if you don't show a ton of flesh, you're not cool. And if you're not super skinny, you're not cool. And if your hair's not today, it's not cool. And if you don't have orange cheeks, you're not cool. If you don't have eyelashes, you're not cool. <laughs> Whoa, what's going on? It's my eyelashes. I think it's telling what's wrong. It's her eyelashes. She'll kennel. They pay good money to have that. Well, keep them away from me. I don't need a cigarette lighter, and I don't smoke, but I don't need those things because I think they're flammable. 
<laughs> Today's world is not producing ladies, they're producing Vashtis. And I'm going to say this to the ladies who had some issues, because I had them. If you're a woman that had issues, who'd made some mistakes, just remember Rahab. Rahab, by faith, Rahab perished not. Hey, we all make mistakes. We all have issues. You can start today. You can start and say, by, by, the, by God's grace, I will be, try to be the best lady I can be. And why? Because I can be a, a blessing to those who come after me. I was raised with no rules. My mother was working or she was in college. There was nobody in our house. And let me tell you, that's not a good place to be. All kinds of devilishness goes on. Ladies, thank you for an example you set. <laughs> My mother-in-law was a lady. My aunt was a lady. I think of some people, and I know a lot of ladies that are here. I can name 15 to 20 ladies right like that. And I'm not going to do that because if I leave one of them out, they're going to think, you don't think I'm a lady? <laughs> I know a lot of them. I seen a lady who lost her husband the other day, and I said, hi, how you doing? And she's a sweetheart. I've known her for almost 40 years. And she says, hi, Brother Doty. Her head down and walked away. It ought not to be like that. I owe her. She was the example when I got saved. <clears throat> thank you for the example. Ladies, thank you for your humble spirit. Ladies, thank you for loving your husband and your kids and your grandkids. Ladies, thank you for not being self-righteous to the poor and to the lost, but help people. Bible says love not the world and things of the world. Bible says in the last days will no part of the world. And if a lady has to compete because these ladies, these, not these ladies, these women out there, which are swines or pigs, however you want to put them, but they have no rules and they dress with no rules and they walk around. And, uh, and you know what? I'm just going to say this. As a young person, I, I understand the ignorance. I, I understand the ignorance. But as an older person, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't understand the ignorance. There's a rub out there for activity. There is. For the aged women, likewise, they're to behave and become as holiness as not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of things that are good. That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, and to love their children, to be discreet, chastened, keepers at home, obedient to their own husband, that the word of God not be blasphemed. Today, I, I thought about this, and I went through it fairly fast, but I'm going to say this to you folks. In my opinion, which is just mine, and people that are around me, a lady is a lady. And be careful, ladies, that you don't sell your family out for activity and your own ambition to have your name in lights. Because nobody wins there. There's a reason God called a woman to help a man. Because we need help. And there's a reason God called a woman to raise them children because they're really good at it. There's a reason women can do things that men can't do and we need them. But to give them a hundred thousand things to do and expect them to be Captain Marvel or whatever and to have all these special skills and be this, it can't be done. God told us to love our wives. 
even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Wives, I know in the world out there, to be a lady, we go on cruises and stuff. My wife walks on a cruise just like that. And we see these things, and we see these people, and we go on a conservative one, believe me. And there's always these people that think you've got to dress like a whore. <laughs> and that, that's what it is. She's a whorish woman. She wiped her mouth. She had done nothing. That's what she is. And it's not need to be. It doesn't need to be. But when a lady comes into the room... I'm not kidding you. The example is set. Because at the judgment seat of Christ, he's going to say, hey, come here, Mrs. So-and-so. Stand right there. Now, you're saved by the blood of Christ, and you did all these horrible, nasty things because you were in love with your body and yourself. But there's Mrs. So-and-so. She did it. Now, I'm not saying to be perfect, and I'm not saying to be Amish. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm saying, in my book, ladies are one of the hidden gems of this nation and this church. And they should be treated in that respect. How dare you let them open your door? How dare you walk them, let them walk out in the dark? People used to laugh at our house when we walk our lady friends out to their cars at night. They would make fun of that. A lady is to be she is as gold or silver. And we need to remember that, folks. When you pass them in the hall, stop and look in their face because I got guaranteed they have more to say to you than you ever could say to them and talk to them and be kind to them. And when they give you that cute smile that they have, you're going to say, he was so right about that. Just remember that. Let's pray. Lord, You've heard all these words. And God, you uh, gave us ladies for examples around here. There's lots of them. And God, forgive me, forgive me for sometimes just blowing by them and saying, good morning, sister, good morning, sister. And I know sometimes that needs to happen. But Father, thank you for those ladies who come here, who set that example. And God, I thank you touch the hearts of these men in this congregation. If they have a wife that's a lady, may they look at her today with new eyes, fresh eyes, and say, thank you for all that you do that I don't see. Thank you for what you've put up with that I don't see. Thank you that all you do for me and my children and my grandkids that I don't see nor will I ever see. Thank you. And young people, <laughs> if you've got a mom or grandma, you have not been good to them. Think that through. You'll be sorry when they're gone. And so was I. Be with us today and bless this service. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Turning your hymnals to page 181. Wonderful words of life.